Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. We're continuing our conversation on our building block of prayer. Before we jump into uh, the topic here, I just want to give you a quick Heads up about the College and Career Retreat coming up February 10th through the 11th. It'll be held in Greenville, North Carolina, hosted by Collegians for Christ and held there at People's Baptist Church. You say, what's going to go on on this Friday night and Saturday? Well, it's going to be a great time with two main preaching sessions. There'll be relevant breakout sessions from young adult speakers. Uh, we'll have a God-infused time, small group time to get together. We'll do a real talk with me and my wife. Uh, where we'll do a session together. And also there'll be a Q&A session where you uh, those attending can submit their questions and we'll go over those. Uh, there'll be a group activity where they'll have a lot of fun. There'll be some other games and obviously a delicious lunch. The cost is $35 and you can register online at uh, cfcretreats.com. Also for any young adult leaders or college leaders that are coming, there is also going to be breakout sessions just for you uh, to equip you in building and growing effective college and career ministries. So it's not just something you just sit on the sidelines. Uh, we want to be a great help to you a great resource and so we'll offer sessions just for you again you can register online at cfcretreats.com or reach out to us if you have any questions we would love to see you or your group there with us so we're looking at this building block of prayer we established the true purpose of prayer is not to get stuff but to build and maintain a relationship with god now, the Bible talks much about prayer, and so we want to look at this idea of the power of prayer. How can we be sure our prayer is powerful? Where does the power come from? Like, how does prayer even get accomplished? I mean, when you think about prayer in itself, it's like, wow. One, I have an open line all the time to the creator of the universe who has promised me an ear, who has said he will hear me at any time. Whenever I come to him, he will be there. It's not that I have to wait in line or, hey, you know how you get the, the phone messages that say, all right, you can press one and we'll hold your spot. We'll call you back. It's not that you call into God and he may or may not call you back uh, that day or maybe two days later. You have direct access to God all the time. And so prayer is a very powerful tool and it is an essential element of our Christian faith. And Jesus, uh, he, he talked about it a lot, so he taught us about it, uh, but he also practiced it. Uh, we see him throughout Scripture going up alone to be alone and to pray. We find him praying. We see him praying with his disciples and so forth. So where is the power of prayer? Well, we're going to look at two ideas here, that prayer is powered by faith. We see in Matthew chapter 17, Jesus makes this statement uh, in verse number 19. The disciples had gone, Jesus had gone away to pray up on the mountain, and the disciples had tried to cast a demon-possessed boy, uh, tried to cast that demon out of that boy and could not. And so there's some discussion going on. Jesus comes down to it, and here we catch the tail end of it. And he says this, and they said in verse 18, 19, uh, Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but, but by prayer and fasting. So what is the requirement given here for answered prayer? 
It is faith. And we understand he's writing to believers. So when he's talking about their unbelief, it's not their unbelievers. He's saying, you believe in me, but you are not believing in what you're asking. So here he says, it's because of your unbelief. So what's the requirement given for answered prayer is faith, but how much faith? I mean, we see some people in our lives, we would just say, man, they're giants in the faith. And we compare ourselves with others and we say, okay, well, I'm better than these people, but I'm definitely not a giant like this person. What do you measure that on? Is it measured on their time of being a Christian? Is it measured on how they talk or how they carry themselves? I mean, what do we equate to being a giant of the faith? Because as Jesus says here in our passage, he says, look, if you want your prayers answered and you want mighty prayers answered, you want God to come through big in your life, you have to have faith as what? As a mountain? No. He says you have to have faith as a grain of mustard seed. And we understand the mustard seed is a very, very small seed. So Jesus is saying it's not about how much faith that you have. It's do you have faith? Do you actually believe God can do what you're asking? Or are you asking, like many times we do, and you're already giving God an out? You're saying, God, I'm going to ask for this, but I don't really think in my mind you're going to do it. Or maybe sometimes we pray and we say, well, God, if it's your will, and I understand we we want it to be according to God's will, and sometimes that's biblical, but then sometimes that's our cop-out because we're not sure if God will come through or if God will answer the way we think he should answer. But Jesus is saying here that you have faith, you have power via prayer with faith. And how much faith is just a little bit. What is faith? Well, it's believing or trusting God even when you do not see how. James would give us a little more insight or kind of ad lib on this in chapter one of his uh, book. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. If you ask, God's going to give it concerning wisdom. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. That means nothing doubting. For he that wavereth or doubteth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. And so there is a requirement there of faith. It's not how much faith. Don't stress yourself out thinking, well, my prayer is probably not going to get answered because I'm not a giant of the faith. Do you have faith? Can you trust God to do what you're asking him to do? And you say, well, what about prayers that are not instantly answered? Maybe I've asked God in the past and he's not answered my prayer. And many times that's where some of our lack of trust or our lack of faith comes in because we've asked God to do something and he did not do it the way we asked him to do. And so we think, well, the next time I ask that, he may not do it. And so then our faith begins to wane and we go from not just a speck of faith like the mustard seed, but we have no faith in God answering our prayers. And so that is a real reason why, yeah, you can pray it, you can waste your breath, you can communicate with God, but as God sees your heart and God knows how you're asking and you're asking him to do something that you don't believe he can do, then yeah, that prayer request probably will not get answered according to Scripture. Then let me give you just a few thoughts here about reasons why our prayers may not be instantly answered. Now, I'm not God, and I cannot tell you why. But I can give you some thoughts based on personal experience and based on Scripture. Now, God's delays are not always God's denials. You understand, we are in the, especially now, the culture of when I click, click, purchase, buy on Amazon, I expect it to be there no later than two days. 
I mean, we are in an instant society. We can click it on our phones and it happens immediately. Well, sometimes our prayers, it takes time for God to orchestrate. Maybe you're praying a big prayer and God's got to work in other people's lives in order for that prayer to come to fruition. Maybe God's knows, God knows today is not the day, next week's not the day, but two months down the road is the day. Just because it's a delay does not mean it's a denial. But then sometimes God's answer, answer is no. And I don't like to be told no. I don't know about you, but I don't like to be told no. And sometimes God says no. You have to think about a parent. If a parent gave their child every single thing they asked for, asked to do, that child probably would not be alive today. I can think about certain things my my boys have asked me. And if I, as a loving father, did not care for them, I possibly could let them do that. And they would have either burnt the house down, blown themselves up or something. Seriously. Uh, hurt themselves. And so God looks down and God says, no, that's not going to help you. That's not according to my will. That's not going to be beneficial. I know it looks good in your eyes, but because I am love, I cannot answer that request because it's not only going to hurt you, it's going to hurt someone else, even though it seems good. So sometimes God answers no. And then sometimes your no is someone else's yes. Sometimes your no is someone else's yes. So you think about it like this. There's a job. Five Christians are going to get the job. They're all praying that they won't and will get the job. Only one gets it. So one person's yes was for other people's no's. And sometimes it goes the other way. Your your no may be somebody else's yes, and then sometimes your yes is someone else's no. That really clicked in my, my, my head as my wife spent time in the hospital with COVID, and we're praying for her to get out. Our church prayed for her and another church member, and uh, God wasn't answering immediately. You know, we wanted to see her get out that day, and it wasn't happening. But while she was there, she had the opportunity to share the gospel with three nurses Uh, who got saved during her time there in the hospital. Now, my no and our church's no was someone else's yes because we found out uh, through one of those nurses that her family had been praying for years for her to open her eyes up and to accept Christ as her Savior. And God used that time. So our no was their yes, and we can go through story after story. And also remember that even Jesus had a prayer request that God did not answer. He prayed, could this cup pass from me as he was there in the Garden of Gethsemane? Could there not be another way to atone for the sins of the world? And he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So he requested from God, and God could not answer that request. So prayer is powered by faith, but prayer is also powered by unlimited resources. Notice in our passage here in Matthew that the power of faith is to move a mountain. Now, is that to be taken literally? No, there's some things in Scripture, yes, we take literally, but some things we understand are taught as a lesson, they're taught figuratively figuratively or so forth. And here it's not saying we can literally move a mass of mountain, but what it is saying is we can take our small ability through prayer to accomplish something greater than our ability. You see, prayer allows us to accomplish accomplish things well beyond our capability or our means. You could say it like this. Prayer is us asking God to do what we ourselves cannot do. So prayer allows us to tap into the resources of God, which are well beyond our own. Do you need wisdom? Well, guess who you're asking? Just as it said in James, you ask wisdom, he's going to give it to you because you're asking the God who is all-knowing. Do you need power for something to happen in your life? For you personally, you're asking the God who is all-powerful. Do you need to feel loved? Because you're coming to God who is love. And so we have to understand the power of prayer is fueled or powered by faith. Not a certain amount of faith, but just that you do have faith. So stop 
second guessing. Maybe go back and look at some prayers that maybe you've been disappointed in and think through the, the, the couple ideas I gave there. Maybe it falls into one of those credentials. And understand God loves you. Bottom line, God loves you. We understand that from Scripture. And so as God answers our prayers, He has to do it for what is best for you, but not only you, but those that are around you and those that that prayer request may run into or may uh, cause different situations with them that they'll experience. Uh, So we have to remember God will answer His prayers based on His character. And we understand His character is that He is love, He is all good, and He does care for us. So remember, your prayer is powered by faith. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegiate for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.